welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Eli, it's been a while. How are you? It has been a while, and I am fine now that we're back together again. Tell me what you've been watching. Okay, so I watched Tick, Tick, Boom. Okay, with, with your close personal friend, my Andrew cl- Garfield. My close personal friend, Andrew Have you watched it yet? No. It's the guy who wrote Rent, right? Um, it's about it's the guy, about who, the guy wrote who wrote Rent. Rent. I have some Stevens roommates yeah. who were all homosexuals would watch rent all the time so like all the t- all the time uh-huh. and so i it makes it I've, i know we've covered this that makes me sound like i'm married to a gay, a gay man. man i'm yeah. not i promise they weren't all homosexuals just a chunk of them were yeah <laughs> for whatever reason and so every time i go to the apartment they were watching rent and i just got so tired of yeah. rent yeah. that like you say rent and i'm like Ugh. Okay, but you know, this movie is not about Rent. But it's about the guy who wrote it, right? Yeah, it's about the guy who wrote it, but it's not about Rent, and none of the Rent songs are played in it. And I actually didn't know it was about the guy who wrote Rent until the last two minutes of it. Oh, okay. So if you're worried about being rented out, I personally, I watched the film Rent, the film adaptation a couple of years ago, and it was not for me. Um, And so... I think I maybe would not have watched this movie if I knew that it was in the rent world, but it's it's not. Okay, so That's it's good about to know. It, the the film, which by the way, I like knew nothing about this. I for some reason just thought it was going to be a World War II film because I was like, oh, tick tick boom, it's probably about World okay. War II. Yeah, sure. And we we've heard it has like Oscar buzz, and my close personal friend Andrew Garfield's in it, and so we're like, yeah, let's play. We hit play, and it's a musical. Oh no, it's no. a straight up musical, no. and I was like. Oh, I was not, and it's it's not a it's not the kind of musical where they sing the entire way out. It's more like a La La Land musical where okay. there are musical numbers. Okay, um, but it's about the guy who wrote Rent, but it's about his project before Rent and how he tried to get that off the ground okay. and like his struggle to do that. Um, it's fun. It's it's a fun film. I think I would recommend it pretty broadly. Okay. Um, if you like musicals, you'll probably love this. the The music style is kind of similar to like a Rent sort of like that rock ballad, you know, kind of musical style. Um, that's fun. Andrew Garfield is great in it. Okay, like he's giving a hundred percent, and mm-hmm. and he's he's kind of magnetic to watch. Um, yeah, I think. Speaking of, before I forget, because mm-hmm. I'll probably forget when it's my turn, but I watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye. <gasps> what did you think? I thought Jessica Chastain was really good in it, really? and I thought he was good. I, the movie, I'd give a B, but I thought both of their performances were really good in it. Okay, I've been, uh, I've been, I'm expecting a B movie out of that. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't seen it? I thought no. you had seen it. No, because it's, it's like only playing at like one theater around us, and it's at we- it's been at weird times. I think I saw it on HBO. Oh, is it finally out? On- yeah. Oh, great. Or I maybe will, like Prime Video or something. I streamed it. I'll watch it. I'll watch it from home now because I haven't had like the motivation to go do a theater I know. for it. I know. Um, but he's getting Oscar buzz for Tick, Tick, Boom and not for The Eyes of Tammy. Okay. Faye. Interesting. I've At least that's what I've heard. Okay. I'll so watch that, it. And that's why we watched it. Um, we watched King Richard. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Is it just called King Richard? Yeah. About, about Venus, Venus and Serena's dad. Yeah. Have correct? you seen it? Nope. Is it good? Um, It's a feel good movie. Uh, he's getting uh, Will Smith is getting Oscar buzz for it and he is really good at it okay like he's very charismatic and he's fun to watch um, the movie is like the movie's fun it's it's fine it's not like the, the best film I've ever seen for sure um, but it's like it's a really lovely like feel good happy film about Venus and Serena Williams and 
the lengths that their parents went through to try and get them resources so that they could become what they became. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I really liked about it, take it with a grain of salt, I think um, Serena and Venus Williams were producers on the project. So like... Oh, okay. They're they're involved in the project. Okay. Um, but what I really, really liked about the story is usually sports films about like very intense parents who are like getting their kids into sports are about like an abuse over toxic relationship. Yeah. And this is I think the only film of this type that I can think of that really shows like a very healthy family dynamic. And like the dad is really intense, but he's also really protective of the kids mm -hmm. and there's like this really cute scene where they are celebrating a victory and he starts getting worried his girls are going to get huge egos. So he makes the whole family watch Disney's Cinderella to teach them about humility. And it's funny. And it's yeah. like it's played like really cute. And and so like I, we got to the end of it and Skylar was like, I haven't seen a movie that made me feel that happy in a while. OK, that's not what I was expecting. No. And, and I think you could watch it with your kids. Like it's a very just kind of it's it, it's, you know. It's a very simple story and it's and it's about like a family that is like really a nice family. And yeah. So it's fun. Um, do you have something to say? No. Survivor is incredible. Incredible. Okay. Because okay. you were worried about this season. I was really worried about it because of the changes. And I still don't like that it's a shorter um, that they're on the island for fewer days. But the casting this season is so good. And people... I think survivors, the producers are finally figuring out that it's not fun to watch crappy people on yeah. the show. Yeah. And for a long time, they would try and like cast like some really shitty people, basically, yeah. and then some nice people. And you would like root for the nice people, but often like the crappy people would win. And it was just like so not fun to watch. And then finally, two seasons ago in season 39, they had like sexual assault scandal and this guy was awful and it it was like so bad that it almost ruined the show, like truly almost ruined it. And so they've had to like make a lot of changes since then. And this season, they just cast like really lovely people who are smart and like fun to watch. Yeah. And so every episode has just been, I mean, we're like screaming at the TV. It's like so exciting and you're not mad because like you, you're kind of rooting for everybody, but it's just so fun to watch the game play out. I am loving it. We're going to, JoLynn and Lindsay and I are going to do a... Pod, a hive mind podcast episode about the end of the season which is two more weeks oh great yeah um awesome anything else no what have you been watching man a lot of things um i went to go see house of gucci mm -hmm. and the fire alarm went off 30 minutes before the end of the movie okay and we couldn't get back in because it was the late showing and they so they just evacuated the theater and gave everyone vouchers so i've seen the first two hours of house of gucci it's two and a half hours it's two and a half hours and it is a ham sandwich the it is not a good movie but it is so entertaining really why everyone is giving it 175 <laughs> percent like jared leto is doing like this like guido like i'm an italian the whole time the uh -huh. whole thing you're like what is, what is this someone called it olive garden the movie and it's <laughs> perfect it's camp like it is the whole time you're like what is happening what, why is lady gaga doing that is she russian like why does she sound like a russian like oh she's gosh. supposed to be italian one guy just didn't even bother having an italian accent <laughs> like it's it's a hoot 
I am not willing to sit through two hours again just to get to the 30 minutes I missed. Yeah. So I'm going to have to wait for it to come to like HBO to finish it. But it's a good time. Um, Is it getting Oscar buzz? I don't think so. It's okay. like, it's not very good. I won't watch it unless it's nominated for Best Picture. <sighs> but I kind of want you to. Yeah. It's not boring. I just don't have the capacity for two and a half hour movies anymore. I know. It's lo- and when the alarm went off, I was like, all right. You know, kind of like, yeah, I'm ready to go home. I've been, I've been in some movies where I wish the fire yeah. alarm would have gone off at some point. Yeah, I was like, are we entering act seven now? <laughs> um, the Shrink Next Door is on Apple TV. And it, we kind of turned it on because we didn't really have anything else to watch. Mm-hmm. And the first couple episodes, it was like, okay. And now we're on like three or four and I'm into it. What is it? So it has Paul Rudd and Will Ferrell and Catherine Hahn. And Paul Rudd is Will Ferrell's therapist. And Catherine Hahn is Will Ferrell's sister. And it's the story. I actually listened to the podcast. Wonderly mm-hmm. did a podcast. And it's the story of how this therapist essentially takes over this man's life who has like a lot of wealth and resources and stuff. Mm. And so you're just kind of slowly watching that unfold. And Catherine Hahn is great. I would watch her. I in love her. Anything. Yeah. So she's bringing a lot of life into it. Will Ferrell's pretty good. Yeah. Always love Paul Rudd. Yeah. Um, sexiest man alive. Sexiest man alive and deserving. Have you seen his celery man? Well, no. What is that? It's um, Tim and Eric did a sketch called Celery Man, where Paul Rudd goes to a computer and says, computer, play Celery Man. And I just, just go from there. Just okay. YouTube it. Okay. Because I won't, if I try and explain it, I'll ruin it for Got you. Got it. Um, we watched Get Back on Disney Plus, which is the nine hour Beatles documentary. Oh. Yeah. So How it's, boomery of you. Well, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'll own it. Um, nine hours is a lot of hours. Yeah. It is, I think a series best watched while you're doing other things. Okay. But I actually really enjoyed it. Um, there's, I think it's pretty universal in the way it demonstrates what it's like working in a group with okay. a team, with people you like, but also really frustrate you. Um, it was inspiring. It was heartbreaking. It was really well done. Cool. So get back. Um, I sat Ivy down and I had her watch I Love Lucy clips. Oh, to and prepare she, us ourselves for the devastation that's about to befall us. Yeah, but also I was like, you know what? I think she's yeah. she's nine. I think yeah. she'd be into this and she loved it. She loved it so much. I love that for her. Yeah, and I was like, this is the best comedy we've ever had. I think um, I became obsessed with it when I was about seven or eight. Yeah. And then it just like took me through my teen years. It's the best. It's the best. And I was kind of expecting to turn it on and be like, this probably hasn't aged well. No. So hilarious. Her, her timing is timeless. Like she she understood comedic timing in a way that like it doesn't matter what generation you're in. It's still funny. The vitamin of vitamin of vitamin. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The I like last year. Uh, pulled up the uh, Chocolate Factory episode. Yeah. Probably the most famous yeah. I Love Lucy scene, right? And I, in my mind, I was like, of course I've seen this a million times. It's been parodied so many times, you know, whatever. This isn't going to be funny to me, but I was like, oh, it'd be fun to watch this. I was crying, laughing so yeah. hard. And I was like, no, this is still it's so, so funny. So funny. 
so funny. Like, they're just like frantically like shoving the chocolates in their mouths because they're going to get fired. And it's just like. And it's like, why do they care if they get fired? Yeah. They're just like, <laughs> no. they don't, that's not their real job, but like their energy around it, like it's the most important thing in the world. It's so funny. And the fact that they were able to do that while like kind of inventing television. Yeah. You know, there wasn't a lot that was that had happened before them. And certainly from my perspective, nothing at this funny. Did you read Aaron Sorkin's quote? Because, you know, he's writing the this biopic that's going to be terrible. It's coming out like next week. Yeah. And he someone was like, Nicole Kidman, why'd you cast yeah. Nicole Kidman? He's like, well, I don't think I love Lucy as funny. And I was like, are you ki- are you oh my are you kidding me? That makes me so mad. Are you kidding me? Men are done. I'm done. Like, I no. am so done. With Who this. let you make this movie? You, you do not respect her like that. Oh, that makes me so mad. I so, know. Isn't. I heard like earlier this year, isn't Amy Poehler making like a documentary about her? Oh, I hadn't heard that. I think that there's a documentary in the works about Lucille Ball, and I'm hoping that it will be the palate cleanser to this hot garbage mess that we're about to get. Yeah. Maybe we'll be surprised and it'll be nice, but I saw a preview for it the other day and I wanted to dig my eyes out with the I know. I know. It's so self-important like (sighs) he is. Um. Also, Stephen Sondheim died, and I'm yeah. not, like, I'm not, I've never sat through a Stephen Sondheim. Like, I think I saw Into the Woods in high school, but I've never been, like, a, yeah, love him. But we watched Company, the documentary about making Company, and mm-hmm. it's really good. Really? Yeah. It's really, really good. And you can tell just, like, what a perfectionist he was. Yeah. Um Elaine Stritch, you know, Jack's mom from 30 Rock. She's like the star of company and their dynamic and working together and (sighs) how hard he was on her, but how he ultimately got her like to make her best performance. Really compelling. That's so he his um, he he is in Tick, Tick, Boom, by the way. Oh, he is himself, um, an actor playing. Sure, sure. Because Stephen Sondheim like was kind of I, I think the at least the movie portrayed that he was sort of the guy who discovered the person who wrote Rent. And like, Interesting. And was like very, very supportive and encouraging to him. Interesting. And he's portrayed in Tick, Tick, Boom as this like really lovely, nice man. Yeah, he did an interview on Fresh Air a few years ago that I heard. And I was like, this is a very um, interesting and kind man. Yeah. And for some reason that surprised me because my impression had always been that he was a little... Um, unkind but i don't know really? where that perception came from i mean maybe he's hard on people in you know on set or on stage or whatever but tick tick boom like the the perspective was this is a guy who is like a big deal but still takes time to help like struggling artists and yeah. like pay attention to them and that's unique in in that world so i love that yeah um and then final thing we've been watching project runway and i had the opportunity to interview katie who oh, yeah. um, was on this season. And you can find that episode on our feed. I, it was so fun talking to her really? and hearing about the show. I loved it. So check out that interview if you haven't. Katie Cortman um, from a few episodes ago. And then... Wait, can I ask you real quick? Yeah. Succession. I'm having a kind of a harder time engaging with this season. And I don't know if it's me or the show. Are you caught up? Yeah. So I was talking to someone else about this the other day. And... I've decided that I'm giving any show that was filmed during COVID mm. a little bit of slack. Like I'm expecting them to be 75% as good as they normally are, keeping in mind their restrictions and 
they can't cast as many people as they could before and it was a lot harder. So it is different. Yeah. I'm hoping that's what it is. Was okay. they just had some issues, but the pacing is different for sure. It feels a little slower yeah. um, and smaller and maybe that's what it is. I'm just like, it might be. That. Okay. Okay. Uh, we're kicking off December with a Christmas story. Yeah. When's the last time you'd seen this? Uh, 10 years. Okay. I think it'd been 20 for me. Really? Yes. And I was dreading this mm-hmm. um, because I felt like I like knew it, you know, yeah. and I was like, don't really need to watch this again. I laughed my butt off. It's so lovely. I think this is so much funnier as a parent slash adult. Oh, I have so many thoughts about the different perspective from being a child to an adult and watching this. This is a movie that really was made for both kids and adults, but in completely different yeah. ways. Yeah, because I remember watching it as a kid and thinking, like, that man is the scariest man alive. Yes! And now I'm like, that's just a dad. And, and he's a really lovely dad. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dad. I, as a kid, I really thought the dad was the villain of the movie. I truly thought <laughs> the dad was the villain, and it was like yeah. these poor kids and their mom just trying to get by. Yeah. And And watching it as an adult, I'm like, Everyone should have a father like this. And like their marriage is pretty sweet. It's awesome. They have an awesome (laughs) marriage. He's so, and I think what it is, is as a kid, like you just hear him yelling a lot. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, he's scary. And the kids are like worried about him finding out that they did something wrong because then they're going to be in trouble and he must be scary. But I, I, I watching it as an adult, I'm like, yeah, he does yell a lot, but never at them. He's he's like yelling at the furnace and the or dogs. the tire or the dogs. Yeah. But like whenever he's interacting with his wife or children, he's really lovely I to them. I think he yells just as much as I yell in my yeah. adult life, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like because adult life is full of things that weren't yelling about. And and on top of that, he is the parent who is perceptive enough to understand what his kid wants for Christmas, even though the kid is refusing to say it <laughs> yeah. and to go get it. And like maybe he should have consulted with his wife about like buying yeah. the kid a gun, but yeah. like she seemed like touched by it as yeah. well. So obviously he knew that relationship. And like, I just think as a kid that went totally over my head that yeah. like at the end, he's like, are you sure you got everything you want? And the kid's like, yeah, you know, you can't always get everything. And that the dad points it out and it's like, this dad made that happen. Like he understood his kid, you know? Yes. Yeah. The teacher, I also thought Ugh. I had like a completely different perspective on. All-star performance. <laughs> All-star performance. <laughs> and now that I've like seen my kids in school and seen what their teachers deal with, I was like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, you gotta deal with kids being idiots <laughs> all the time. Just the biggest idiots. And she seemed, as a kid, she seemed like such a mean teacher. But no, she's like an engaged <laughs> Educator who's went like, out and helped flick when his yeah. tongue was stuck to the like, pole. Yeah, puts her caring. arm around it, very caring. I think and... the takeaway was that, like, yeah, I'm just as mean as all the other adults <laughs> in movies. So kids probably hate us. Like, I, you know what? I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. What stuck out to you on this rewatch? I mean that that for sure. Just kind of the the dynamic of the parents. I thought um, the way both parents treated the kids was really really sweet throughout the film, and like. You can tell that they're trying to be disciplinarians to like an appropriate level, but they don't really have it in them to like fully execute discipline. Mm -hmm. So like there's the scene where she like finally washes his mouth out with soap because he says the F word. Mm -hmm. And then after, um, you know, and like which is like not actually that bad of a punishment, right? You know, compared to what it could be. And then she sends him to bed and then she tries the soap to see how gross (laughs) it is. Like that kind of thing is like so cute. It's like, oh, these are parents who are just like trying to figure out how to like discipline their children. And I love the scene where 
she doesn't like fully rat out her kid about the fight that he had just had to yes, the dad. Because he's so, the kid is so worried about what's dad gonna do when he finds out. And dad comes home and like she doesn't hide it from him, but she's just like, Oh, you know, we had a fight. You know how they can be. Anyway, and then she changes the subject and he's like and he's like concerned, but he's just like, Okay, it looks like it's handled. And I just thought like all of those moments that were totally lost on me as a kid were really sweet. And so People are very polarized on this movie. Mm -hmm. If you go to Twitter right now and like, do we like a Christmas story? You will get people like, yes, it's part of my, you know, core memories. Mm -hmm. And other people like, oh, that's the worst Christmas movie ever. And I really think that it's the problem is it's been so overplayed. And so there's been so much evangelism by people who love this movie Mm -hmm. that it's kind of ruined it for people who didn't grow up on it. Like a Christmas vacation. Well, a Christmas vacation, though, has like legitimate cringe problem oh yeah i hated it yeah you hated it but like what i think is different about this one is if we could erase the entire world's memories of this film and just release it right now and let everybody watch it fresh i think most people would think it was really charming and and a nice film yeah i think it's more um cynical at times than people are some people are comfortable with at christmas Mm. um like the mean Santa, I think people yeah. are like, you know, <laughs> and the fight. But I, I think you're right. I think if we re-released it today, it would be a success. Has Skylar ever bought something that you hate with your whole soul? Oh, yes. We're going through this right now. What was it? Um, well, I I bought this a few years ago, this Christmas tree. Uh that goes outside and it's a colorful like lighted thing Mm -hmm. you have to assemble every year and i put it on the lawn he hates it like the leg lamp yeah right yeah this is skyler's leg lamp but i love this thing Mm -hmm. and every year he tries to like find different ways to incorporate it into the um decorations that are like that makes it less and less obvious Uh this year i came home and he had moved it from the center of the lawn to like the side uh-huh. of the yard and was like, I just think it fits better there. So we're like definitely going through that. Uh-huh. What about Because I you? remember seeing that as a kid and I was like, that jerk, you know? And yeah. now I'm like, nope, that's just marriage. <laughs> like, <laughs> you both have things you hate. And then, and then it becomes like a point of pride where you're like, no, I know that you hate it and I still like it. Yeah. You know, like that dynamic was really funny to me. Um, when, and I thought watching it as an adult, so as a kid, this is another thing. I always thought he like loved the leg lamp because it was sexy and I yeah. was like, gross. <laughs> watching it as an adult, I, it felt more like, I don't even know that he cares about the no, lamp. It was a major award. It was a major award. <laughs> and he's like so proud of his bully. <laughs> like that's all it was about. And when he's like, they might be sending me a bowling alley. And she was like, how are they sending you a bowling Maybe it's a bowling alley. Maybe it's the deed to a bowling alley. And her face is like, (laughs) the mom in this is so funny. She's so funny. I I mean, I will never not think it's funny when he says, Fragile must be Italian. (laughs) I mean, that is good writing. (laughs) Um, 1983. I don't know why that surprised me. I thought it was before 1983, but... Just because it takes place in the I don't 40s. know. I was thinking the 70s or something, but um, Jack Nicholson was 
um, supposed to play. They call him the old man. The dad doesn't have an actual oh, name. Interesting. Yeah, but um, he backed out, and I think that what's his face is so much better. They cast. A, yeah, I thought it was. Really he well was cast. like made for that role. The kids. So good. You can't find a cuter face There's, than Ralphie. He's so cute. He's so adorable. He. I also like uh, his imagination is so funny to me in this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as a kid, I don't know that that was funny to me. Because that in was the your same life. Way. Yeah. But that like. That salt poisoning thing, I was oh like. Oh my gosh. Watching this as an adult and just remembering like being a kid and feeling the injustice of your parents like punishing you for something. Like, how dare they? And like, well, what if I die from this? You know, like, what if this punishment has these like long lasting effects? We, Skylar and I laugh so hard about this. Uh, he has this journal from his childhood that is the funniest. He was the funniest kid. And one day he got grounded and he went into his room and wrote in this journal. um, One day I'm going to um, star in one major motion picture (laughs) and then they'll be sorry. (laughs) And it's just like, that is like the child mind. It's like, like you have these like visions of grandeur or, you know, grandeur around whatever is happening to you. And you're, you're exaggerating it and you want it to be worse and you want it to prove a point because as a child, you're like so powerless on some level. Oh, okay. So I'm on the other side of this now with, uh-huh. you know, the kids who think that <laughs> I'm I'm the one inflicting yeah. the bad things that are happening to them. When Take a step back, kids. It's your own action. <laughs> like, I, you're in trouble because of a thing you did, you know, mm-hmm. but the way they will like stomp out of a room yeah. and fall into a pile of tears in a minute i'm like kids are so much there's yeah. so and then this movie captures that so well yeah. like the victimhood of childhood i just i really loved this movie on a rewatch the the story arc too of this kid pining for a bb gun throughout the entire movie being told that he'll shoot his eye out and then he finally gets it and he immediately <laughs> hurts his eye is is such a funny like it's such a funny story it's funny and it's so well executed and like the stakes are actually never very high although you feel like they're high because this kid i think the kid does a really good job of like injecting that kind of energy into this thing he cares about that while you watch it you're like rooting for him to like figure this out and get the stupid bb gun for christmas and yeah um a plus a plus i i loved it yeah yeah, this moved way up on this recent rewatch moved this movie way up on my Christmas movie list. Next week, we're going to do Scrooged. Okay. I've never seen it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Scrooge starring Bill Murray. It's a, well, I was going to say modern day, but it's a 1980 something version of A Christmas Carol. Okay. And it's a wild time. So I'm excited to talk about it. Okay. Um, remember, if you have any questions or comments, leave us a voice message. The link is in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you soon.